This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey everyone, Carm Capriato, Remarkable Results Radio. Good to see you all here today. Yes, you're going to learn just one thing for sure in today's episode. I'm with Rui Martins. Am I saying that right, Rui? Please let me know. What's the French version of that? No French, Portuguese actually. It is Rui Martins. Good to have you here. You're from Evolve AD. Evolve AD, yes. And what's the AD? AD is the aftermarket development. Aftermarket development. I love this. And you have been in this so many years, got so many great degrees and accommodations throughout your years. And Rui worked with a great friend of mine and his many for many years, Bob Greenwood. That's right. We started back in 2010, 2011, and we worked most of the decade throughout 2018 or so. Yeah. Wow. Great. And I, I do remember Bob mentioning you. I think you were doing the process side of his coaching company, right? That's right. Yeah. You know, we all know how important all that is. Remember, if you earn your living in the service aftermarket, then Apex is the expo for you. Continue listening and we'll bring you the latest from Apex 2024. Save the date, November 5th through the 7th, 2024. Hey, for over 30 years, Napa Tracks has made selecting the right shop management system easy by offering the best, most comprehensive SMS in the industry. We'll prove to you that Tracks is the single best shop management system in the business. Find Napa Tracks on the web at napatracs.com. Here's how this whole thing started, and please hang in there because I have been heavily involved in changing language in the industry. And when I wrote a blog about reservations, I think I got a reply within hours from Rui. And it was all about me hearing this on a podcast that I did. Let's set a reservation for our client. We're doing reservations for dinner. And, you know, the old dentist thing, you can't get up and out of the chair from your cleaning until you get scheduled the next time. So why don't we set an appointment? And when I heard someone say in in this episode, wait a minute, we should be doing reservations. It means so much more. I mean, we talk about one of Bob's big things way back was move from customer to saying client, because that means so much more to so many people. A client is an accountant, so attorneys have clients. Why not? We have clients and it helps build that, if you will, mental trust picture. And so why not use the words reservation? And so Rui wrote me right away and Rui and I got on the phone or we had on a Zoom call and he actually taught me a whole lot more. <laughs> and, and he actually brought a brand new word into my life called a reservationist. So if we have you for a thinking man and woman, a thinking man and woman, we have the show for you right now. So let's jump in this thing, Rui. I know there's so much you'd love to say. The reservationist term itself was was a challenge early on. Back in the 90s, when I tried to, to place that on business cards, I would have the printer return the uh, business card with uh, the word doesn't exist. It's not in the dictionary. Doesn't You can't put that on a card. And I was like, no, I, I definitely want that on a card. You figure it out. Put it on the card. <laughs> That's what these folks are doing. I'm going to make it work. That's how that whole term started, really around the conversation of how do we control the client's time? How do we get them to come in when we choose or will we'd like them to come in? As opposed to maybe an appointment, which is something that they're used to being late for or or even the when we get to the place, the appointments are late. So we, we try to think of the reservation. And really the one that stuck was the golf terminology of tee times. So we started talking about being accurate like a golf game. And folks who golf understand tee time means you arrive 
with a few minutes to spare so that you have time to get on that tee box in time. And if you arrive late after the tee time, there's a possibility you might not play golf that day, depending on what the course looks like. So the functionality of time and of course that reservation became the word that we stuck to restaurants make reservations, hotels make reservations. And then as a training concept, the idea was, what is it? The question was to come up, what is it that we reserve in an auto shop? What is it that we reserve? And advisors would have conversations around bays, 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 bays. And that's still today of 90%, I'll still get the conversation around, well, we're reserving time in the bay. And I'll challenge that and say, no, we're reserving. The advisor is who we're putting the reservation on. And it's his or her time that we're reserving for the client to come see the advisor. So it's a drop off of the vehicle, not a bay that's open in the shop. That's an incredible concept that we're really not reserving the bay. We're reserving the service advisor because there's so much more work that happens when they come in. In today's world, we've reduced that. The number of visits that happen, client rival at the building, isn't as often as it used to be. They're under bigger time constraints. So the amount of time that they have to spend is less. So if we're doing administrative functions on the arrival, then we're using up time that could be spent building relationships. And the idea and the concept is to build relationships with the client, not to be working on computers and tablets and so forth to put data into the computer. So the reservationist is a position that's brought into the shop, a full-time person who handles those pieces of administrative duty before the client even arrives in the morning. If a client booked you online, that would be, they would be working with the reservationist. Yeah, the reservationist may very well call that client back. Terminology being, I'm working on your file. We're setting everything up for tomorrow. We want to make sure that we're prepared for your visit. Question, question, question might come after that. So that, that setup is there like that. I'm going to go back to COVID when we were doing all kinds of episodes that had everything to do with the disruption that COVID brought us. One of the thoughts that came to mind, I think it was, it was Tom Ham who started my think on this. He had a pregnant service advisor. She did not want to work the counter because of the exposure to COVID to herself and her baby. So he said, yeah, go ahead and work from home. Well, Tom had all the technology in play, the VIOP phone system, the cameras, everything that it took for this individual to work at home. So that started, in my mind, a little bit of a trend about could we have virtual service advisors? There's all kinds of talk. I think there's companies trying to work on this from a not only a process and a system, but a technology piece. And when Rui and I were speaking about this whole thing, I threw up to him. It sounds like a remote service advisor. And to his point, yes, to a degree, yet we got to change the terminology so that we understand what the role of that individual is. And that is to onboard the client and set a time for the service advisor, because that role has expanded bigger than ever in the last, say, three to four years, the service advisor role. So the reservationist can be, and again, at the end of our conversation the other day, and I think we're going to get there, is it can be virtual, can it? Absolutely. And more and more folks are doing it with the challenges of today. There's a push for a four-day work week. There's uh, modified work schedules, perhaps multi-shop scenarios where one Reservations could handle a two-shop scenario or a three-shop scenario for bringing in. In retrospect, when you look at the time it takes to accomplish, in shops that have brought that on board, 
It is a full-time position, eight hours a day, Monday to Friday, that requires to do it properly. Now, when I say do it properly, there's a lot of steps that get missed and skipped along the way. But if we're looking at recalls, if we're looking at service intervals, if we're assuring that parts that can be pre-ordered have been pre-ordered, if we're looking at establishing a contract and a signature for a rental or loaner vehicle that may be going out that day, those are a lot of steps and processes that need to be done, in this case, by a reservationist ahead of time before the advisor uh, sees the client in the morning. Otherwise, that entire process will be spent with the client in the morning and things like walkarounds that are so hugely important in the business, building relationships, talking about the car itself, or even for some parts, not talking about the vehicle, just simply building a relationship with your client, establishing trust for the rest of the day. The reservationist can be a massive player in that mix. It makes so much sense. And to try to do this without a defined role process responsibilities would be chaos because you'd start having overlaps. You'd never really take advantage of this new role that you created. Just based on your scenario, listen, phone's ringing off the wall. The reservation should be picking that up. And I'm trying to develop a relationship with Mrs. Smith and finding out that, whoa, I just found out that the use of her vehicle takes her to a, you know, up to the mountains. And this isn't what we really knew about her car. And we need to take a serious look over here. So maybe the discovery comes from the reservationist, or maybe it comes from the fact that the service advisors walk around, saw a muddy vehicle. And you know what? The use of the reservationist, how the team makes use of that role is critical to the success of the role. So the understanding that, yes, I will occasionally have to pick up the phone. So traditionally, a reservationist would want to pick up, let's say, 90% of everything coming in the door. But obviously, they're going to be busy. They're going to be tied up. So the advisor takes on a phone call. There has to be a process and a system in place that handles the information gather, the, the phone number, the email, perhaps, and the name, and sets the client up for success in the sense that we will have the reservationist contact you back. I've already booked a slot for you to reserve the time, but in the next hour or so, the, the reservationist will give you a call back to establish all all the things that need to be established in that day, whatever that is, as far as, like I said, loaner cars, parts that perhaps need to be ordered before they arrive. It could be a multitude of things, drop off, pick up vehicles after hours. It can turn in a reservation properly done can turn into a 15 minute conversation. The advisors are having those all day long. It's where you get into time constraints. And instead of doing estimates and performing sales of work orders to the client, I'm doing the reservations role, then I don't have time in my day to complete everything. You could put two hours a day back into the service advisor's capabilities. Mm -hmm. Just simple math, 15 minutes times, say, 10 vehicles. It's very simple math. Okay, conceptually, I love this. And I'm sure there's other people listening says, ooh, interesting, cool, different. Give us some real world case studies. Have you implemented this with people? I'm sure they have. What are you hearing? What are you seeing? What are you saying? What's going on with productivity, production, volume? Is this a, an important position that helps in our overall profitability? I think two sides to it. One is the complete job isn't being accomplished because we have to shave down the questioning. We have to shave down the time it takes to perform a proper onboarding. 
your word is fantastic. I love it. The proper onboarding. So in doing that, the, the, res- the, the advisor shuts down questions, takes less comments, conversations, because they have to move on to the next thing. So right off the bat, things related to when do I need the vehicle back? How long can you have it for the day? Am I using a loaner vehicle or not? Am I dropping it off, picking it up? Is it my husband that's coming back or my wife that's picking up in the afternoon? All those topics are discussed. They are the topics that cause the issues in the shop later for productivity, for mistakes, for all kinds of problems throughout the day. So the client servicing process, that 360 degree process starts with an absolutely accurate and well-developed reservation. If that's not done properly, we will experience problems as to where it broke down. Those breakdowns will happen in the shop somewhere through the day. If you went to Apex 2023, then you realize the incredible commitment that Apex has to the service professional shop owner, technician, and service advisor. Joe's Garage is your place to hang out with 10 working bays and real live working conditions. Also, the best tech companies from tools and repair to management software had their latest and greatest on display and demonstrated for you. You also attended technical and business management training with the industry's best and brightest trainers, coaches, and teachers. Work is underway to make next year's Apex 2024 have even more product demos, trending training, marketing, and social media support to help you grow your career, sales, and profits. Remember, if you earn your living in the service aftermarket, then Apex is the expo for you. Continue listening, and we'll bring you the latest from Apex 2024. Save the date, November 5th through the 7th, 2024. Let's face it, your shop management system is the single most important tool in your shop, period. Napatrax was built from the ground up to make your business more profitable and efficient. We provide an extensive set of tools to increase and track profitability in real time. Napatrax offers the industry's best post-sale support, hands down, and we train your people on-site. Yep, on-site. And we offer remote refresher training 10 times a week, and customer support is open six days a week. Give us a call, visit the website, or join our Facebook community today to learn more. We'll prove to you that Trax is the single best shop management system in the business. Napa Trax is always customized and tailored for you, whether you're a one-man shop or a large multi-bay or multi-location company. After all, it's your shop, so it's your choice. Visit us on the web at Napatrax, that's N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. So in the real world, uh, the phone doesn't just ring. The reservationist takes the call, spends 15 minutes with the client. I want to know price. And the reservationist does everything that they can. Maybe it's scripting, maybe it's not, to get them to come in and at least let us look over the vehicle. And if not, they have the capabilities to at least give a general range price. I just want a price on this. How does that scenario work in your system? Yeah, and depending on the complexity of that and how much training that reservationist has, that that phone call could potentially end up in the service advisor's hands. Let me take care of the booking you in. Let me take care of getting the reservation made. And I will get the service advisor to contact you back with a price on this or a price on that, if that's the key factor in getting them in the shop. So there are, there are scenarios where it, it's perhaps even a client that's been there many visits and they have a question about the last visit they were in. So we'll have to be transferred over to the advisor, but we're talking about removing that initial step probably to the tune of 80% of what they're doing today can be handled by a different individual. And that individual will also, at some point in time, in their training and their advancement of that role, take on the CRM role. So the, the step of 
contacting the client back for the return visit, for the thank you, for the tire replacement uh, during tire season. Those are CRM roles that that, again, that position and that can take on in different times of the year. That may be technology helping us out. So let's send some texts and emails and so forth. But in the really slower times of the year, I get better and better at making those those processes work inside the building. So that reservations role is anybody that's been a client of mine in the past and has worked with that role has brought it in. I don't remember of any case where they've removed that role from their shop after they can't live without it. After it's after it's been established, they understand the complexity of that role and how much it's how important it is in the shop. What do the service advisors say about it? They love it. I mean, right off the bat, what interruption in air quotes of the phone calls coming into the building are removed from their hands. So that's a huge step. The information being properly done. So a file or a system that exists that is already completed for when the client arrives. I've had a chance to, and we coach the the, the advisors to review these reservations the day before three o'clock in the afternoon or whatever, get themselves ready and set up. I tend to use the analogy much like a mortgage broker or so forth. When you arrive, they've reviewed your file. They've reviewed what's happening, what it is you're looking for. Type of setup should happen at the advisor level, but that information is in front of them. Little tips like this vehicle is under a recall. Let the client know that there's a recall at the dealer. This vehicle requires a timing belt replacement that hasn't been done in 30,000 kilometers overdue. Instead of the advisor having to look for those topics, which we expect, but oftentimes doesn't get done from time constraints. Now the information is in front of you. You can have the conversation with the client. So Rui's been in business or in this industry for 35 years. So you are steeped in, if you will, I look at you as an individual who, uh, this isn't a concept, this isn't a great idea. You've seen it work and you've been inside the industry enough to know the value and the power it can bring. Are you still, is part of the role of the reservationist is to write a novel about everything that they hear from the client on that future work order? So you're to your point the next day or the day before the service advisor is reading everything that has been said? The concept, the person taking the reservation should be recording the client's comments gets broken down with the more experience the advisor has at the counter because they, they've used filtering to make statements on the work order that are already, you know, sometimes pre-diagnosing, sometimes saying that's what they're trying to say, those types of things, because my experience is so great. Reservationist, on the other hand, I'm asking those folks to be exact with what the client's saying, write down exactly what the concepts are. So the reason for the vehicle's visit is important to have on the work order because that's what we're trying. The primary concern is what we're trying to accomplish on a daily basis. Those other upsells or, or recommendations based on you know transmission flushes and brake services and so forth are great conversations to have. But if we have those before the primary concern has been addressed, which is something the reservationist should have picked up on while the phone call is happening, then we're really wasting our time because the client is listening for, are you going to fix my rattle or not? Where's the rattle conversation? After that's been dealt with, then we can move on to the other piece. So yes, the reservationist collecting true information from the client is very important. So your concept is don't do any upsells or don't try to sell maintenance work. Just 
get the reservation made, assure the client that we're going to do our best to solve their problem and let the service advisor do the upsell if necessary? Let's call two sides of it. One is deferred work. So the work is already in the system. We've already understood that it needs to be done to the vehicle. The reservationist is absolutely bringing that into the conversation. As I'm setting up your file, I'm noticing here, we discussed breaks with you three months ago and that we said within the next couple of months, they need to be replaced. Would you like to add that to the work order today? Those conversations are had. The conversation around the timing so that the vehicle is at 65,000 kilometers and it requires XXX service. Those conversations can also be had by the by the reservationist. But you got to remember, Carm, you know how it's, it's a one, two, three strike scenario. So if the reservationist has that conversation and then places it on the work order and lets the service advisor know that that service is due, the service advisor may perhaps have another conversation with them at the arrival. Hey, by the way, did you have, have they spoken to you about this? It's a second attempt at discussing that same service. So it's it, credibility is built in the fact that we are paying attention to the mileage and that service is absolutely do. Okay. Some questions. How many shop owners that you know of say, I don't like this whole virtual idea. I want this person here and we're going to put them in the office. There's lots of that. And I think the pain of not finding the individual and the pain of not being able to have that person stay any length of time. So the rotational type of nature of that position going through the shop, when it becomes painful enough that they've had enough of it, that's when then the the reality of looking at that truthfully comes in. But, but there is a fear. And, and I don't think over time, who's taught us how to manage a remote worker? Who's taught us how to, how to manage a remote worker? I figure out what they're like as a person by overhearing conversations. I find out by looking and, and seeing their level of activity and behavior in the shop. So when they're not in front of me and I can't see them every day, how do I go about managing these things and figuring it out? So there are different strategies to doing that. And we have to learn those different management techniques because I feel that you can you can truly improve your situation in the shop by considering remote work. I, we have several examples, in fact, of, of folks that have had, it, it could be traumatic life experiences, workers that have been in the business working as service advisors for 18 years, 19 years, something comes into their health or work life or whatever. And the owner says, you know what, I want to keep you around. I want to have your knowledge in this building. So let's try the remote work thing. Then they become surprised by how well and how effective it actually can be. I'm not 100% sold me, but you don't have to convince me. And the industry doesn't have to convince me that 100% virtual is the right way to go. Yet, this is what we do in our business, everything's virtual, right? So I appreciate and I respect virtual, but in the case of shop owners, please do not discount this fact that Rui is trying to hammer you to make this virtual. If the concept is fabulous and you can set an individual so there's not a lot of noise going on, there's not a lot of people at FaceTime, put someone say back back in the office. But the other crazy thought that I had is let's do virtual, but you come in two days a week, work at this desk because I want you to be part of the team. I want I want a lot of eye contact. We want we want you to continue to appreciate the buzz that goes on inside the business. That's that's a possible potential way. Part-time in, part-time out. I think virtual was a conversation we led to, Carmen, when we were talking the other day. It was a side conversation. The, the importance is to have the role existing in the building. To define reservation is to define the role and to make sure that that is something that's being used as a position. You go back to talking about Bob. Bob spent most of the years I worked with him from 2011 to 2018. We discussed 
many, many shops that were just introducing service advisors into their front counter for the first time. We had shop owners that still had technicians running from the back to the front to write work orders when the client came in and that type of sort of system. And we were saying there's still many shops in the business that don't even have a single service advisor. What we're saying now is absolutely more and more shops with service advisors. And that is something that we're moving away from not having an advisor. And the next motion, the next step in that is to have this reservations rule. So oftentimes, we will say, well, we need a second service advisor in the building. And I think that the answer there might be, no, we don't need another service advisor necessarily. What we need is a reservationist. We need a person to take on the phone calls. And that skill set and that role is completely different than somebody who's an advisor. So well said. And I think that's a really big chunk of our discussion. What you basically just said is we went from no service advisors to them and now to the fact that, well, we need to add another service advisor to our counter. Ooh, stop for a moment and think. Maybe the reservation is that can take some of the admin off, but yet selling skills. And I would love to know what kind of experience, what are we looking for in a reservationist? What kind of, what would a job description look like? Don't want to downgrade that or downplay it, but I mean, administrative type skills are the best, but at the end of the day, I'm looking for somebody who's accurate, who's complete, has good skill set on a computer as far as handling a screen quickly, typing things fast. But at the end of the day, when we started with this role, we started with a pen and paper. That's what we were doing it with. It was a reserve. We called it a reservation sheet. And it was an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper with all the questions on it. And, and quite frankly, the folks that did it the best were the folks that had no experience in the industry whatsoever because they just followed instructions. They followed the start in the top left-hand corner of the page, ask all the questions all the way down in the order that they've been placed on the paper. And that will be a complete reservation. And the folks that haven't done it before don't have experience that's the instructions they follow. The folks that have been doing it for years and years and years are asking the 20 general questions that exist in their head and then trying to find where on the paper that actually gets located and it becomes clumsy and it becomes longer, the process. So with your question, do I need somebody highly trained? The, que- the answer to me is no. You can actually bring a reservationist in and have them doing some pretty good work within a day or two of being on the job. And in today's world, I think that's extremely important, being able to convert that very quickly, onboarding again very quickly. How many times have we heard, Rui, and I'm sure you have, we're up having dinner and most incredible waiter, waitress comes by and we just love them and they're caring and they're nurturing and we give them our business card and say, would you like weekends off? (laughs) Because we end up loving the fact that they could bring a lot of value into our business because we are a relationship business over the phone or one-on-one face-to-face that personality has got to shine through the culture of the business has to shine through right and you know what just to keep on my train of thought of the fast training think of a waitress in a restaurant that you say by the way i have an allergy xxx the meal that i'm looking at does it have any of those contents in it or not a brand new person day one day two that is good at the role and knows what they're doing in that sense will turn around and say let me go find out for you They don't have to have all the answers right then and there. They can say, let me go to the kitchen, ask the chef, and I'll come back and find out what's happening. And you will gain respect for that individual because they stopped, they thought about it, they went and got you the answer and came back. That's the exact same concept with a reservationist. They don't have to have all the answers that day, but they do have to have the time to go get the answer and respond to the client with an answer. 
You know, you had mentioned CRM during this call, and that could be, uh, if the phone's not ringing crazy, there's a lot that that individual, we can teach that individual to, you know, manage the switches and the follow-through and the updates and the preferred methods, and uh, let's do a little deferred work CRM today. And it doesn't mean that the SA has to do it, but the reservationist could be doing some of that marketing lift. That's a very big piece in today's in today's world. It's a very big piece. Cars are more complicated. They have more more scenario, and and you know parts aren't necessarily available. We have backordered parts, parts that need waiting, and so there's a lot of administrative functions that this reservationist can take on in the building that don't involve the advisor having to take it on leaving the advisor the time to, again, build relationships and build units per work order with the client. Here's a crazy thought, Rui. So I'm kind of bought in. I'm a shop owner listening to this, and I got a twinkle in my eye. And, you know, we're at this particular point in my business where we're struggling. We need some help at the counter. We're growing. We've got a new marketing company, CRM. We feel something good happening, but I'm not sure that we're going to be able to handle the load if it really comes in the way we want it to come in. So I love this idea of, of the reservation is I've got to figure it out. What in my business do I want this reservationist to do? Of course, you outlined it. I get it. Smart, brilliant stuff. But what if I went to my service advisor or advisors and I say, what would you like to unload? What kind of work that you're currently doing would you like to unload if I could do it for you? Or I could find someone to take that off of you so that you, in the face of the customer, can spend more time in building that relationship. And I'll bet you the job description just pops up, boss God answering the phone and just finding the schedule. You just may have found your reservationist task list from the current people that work for you. Because they understand where their time constraints are being held up in the daytime. And it is that. The day they could potentially be doing an estimate and having to take a phone call for an incoming uh, reservation. And let's hope that that reservation ends up turning into work in the shop. Because if that reservation is a client who's a first-time person, they're booking the appointment, they're not 100% sure if they want to come in or not, and then there's a cancellation. Well, I just spent 12 minutes working on that as opposed to working on an estimate for a client that's in the shop looking to get work done then the cancellation happens and that didn't turn into work. So it's a deflection of service work. It's, it's putting the advisor, quite frankly, we could carry that conversation into the technicians and into the shop. We're, we're having many discussions over what it is a technician does in the shop and what he could be more effective doing. Well, perhaps we should take certain functions out of their hands so that they can be more effective doing other functions. So I, one of the top ones that I see happening is where a technician is responsible for actually creating the estimate. And how about we remove that administrative functionality from their hand and allow them to work on cars, which is what they want to do and what they're good at and what they make effective time on. Yeah. And who in the company is best at doing the estimate? Probably the service advisor, if they've got the right training. And then that admin stuff can go back up to the reservationist. I, I see how growth in shops don't necessarily have it coming at you full bore. Now you don't know how to handle it. Be thinking put some vision in, in this thought. And that's why I love this episode. And one other thought that I had is don't let the whole virtual thing get in the way of this. And in my opinion, the, the multi-shop operator, the MSOs, in my mind, this is a beautiful, beautiful position for them to cover two stores, three stores, however you can manage that flow, that workload. But again, to your point about let the technicians, the mechanical specialists, the, the technology specialists do their thing. Parts people are becoming 
and integration in really big super shops and dispatchers, I mean, <laughs> dispatcher parts person combo role, following through, making sure the parts get on time, keeping those technicians as productive as possible. So the evolution of our business, we're getting more professional, more sophisticated, and we're thinking way outside the box. This is what we do here on the show. We, we just, I mean, having you on just continues to show that we're thinking forward and we're thinking large. Good stuff. You got to come back on. We, we got to talk about this again. We can't let this thing die. I would love to have you come on and say, Carm, I'm going to talk about the reservationist and I, I have a duty list. Exact. I got some guys we got together and, and I want to share it with the industry. So maybe, just maybe, that would be a great second topic. What did we miss that you wanted to talk about? Maybe I'll throw another topic out there. We, we discussed reservationists. We discussed service advisors. Maybe the shop should have an estimator. Yes. Let's start thinking about an estimator large enough shops, I'm talking four or five base shops, where the person who does estimates isn't the advisor at the front counter with that's client facing. They're perhaps a person that's off to the side where they can focus on sourcing parts. They can focus on sourcing prices. They are also not answering the phone because the reservationist is doing most of that and the advisor is taking the, the slack. So this res, this estimator becomes somebody who's exceptionally versed on doing that job. And again, the concepts that come to mind is that efficiency or inefficiency in a shop, productivity, those types of things are affected in my world from what I've seen in the the coaching world. A lot of those effects do not come from the back shop. They come from inefficiencies in the front. And what we're trying to correct with reservationists and estimators and advisors is to increase the efficiency of the front counter of the support staff so that we can make the technicians super productive. Makes all the sense of the world. Estimators have been around a long time. I've been in enough shops to see beautiful counter and a little mini glass room right behind the counter in support of that. And so anyone who who's on this show with us listening saying, oh my God, I'm this close to having a uh, reservationist. This close. I got a spot. I got a computer. And what we're going to do is we're going to take our estimators and we may just break out one to be our reservationist because they've already logistically built the structure and, if you will, the hierarchy to make it work. They've got the system and the process in place. All they have to do is flip a new switch, call the reservationist. And if not, share the work. Estimator, reservationist, you can do both. I'm sure you can do both. But in concept, we're stretching the think and the ideas of how we can be one, more professional, and two, serve that client like we've never served before because 2024 is the, the, the client experience that I think is going to be so critical to continue to win all the business that's out there. We're delivering white glove service, which is what we discuss a lot, how to deliver white glove service. The reservationist is an ultimate tool in delivering white glove service. This was great. Thank you. You continue to challenge our think inside the industry. And I am so glad you wrote to me. And a lot of people do. And we end up having great conversations about concepts and ideas. And even to give me a high five that I'm thinking right. <laughs> it's great to hear that from you. Rui Martins from Evolve AD. That's Evolve Aftermarket Development, right? That's right. Website? It's EvolveAD.ca. .ca. And if you've not noticed from Rui's accent and his, I think you said kilometers earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Rui is from Canada, out the uh, the Atlantic coast, right? Atlantic coast, yes, the Halifax area. The Halifax area of Canada. Hey, thank you so much for your first time on. I so appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. And I'm sure to my listener learn something. Write it down. Now go get it done. Thanks. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. 
Until next time. 